welcome to the Elevated Muse podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Simone, and I'm a feminine energetics and transformation mentor born and living in Australia. I am super, super honored to have you here sharing this space with me wherever you are in the world. Within the Elevated Muse podcast, we dive into anything and everything that makes someone's soul elevate and truly feel from the core, from expansion in life to depth and understanding of self and others, to intimacy, relationships and sexuality, over to consciousness, emotional intelligence, complete juicy abundance and everything in between. Basically, we do a little bit of everything here because humans are multifaceted. I'm really excited to welcome you to the Elevated Muse podcast, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have yet another masculine male on the podcast. Normally, I'm interviewing Divine Feminine Women, very feminine podcast, and I love having really integral males on the podcast to bring different perspectives. So I'm really excited for today's guest. Um, we've got Kevin Oros here, uh, relationship mentor, masculine guide, uh, author, speaker, whatever else you want to call yourself, multifaceted man. Welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Alicia. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Well, before we started recording, I gave you a little you know, idea of what we're going to chat about today. And I really do want to get into the the nitty gritty of your work and what you do on earth. I know that all of my listeners, I mean, a lot of my listeners would probably actually follow you and know your stuff because we are in great need and search of, you know, the divine masculine doing this type of work. So first of all, thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. And I know that my my followers and my listeners would really appreciate as well. So guys, if you don't follow him already and you don't know his stuff, go check it out. Um, but I think to start us off today, I'd love for you to give the listeners uh, a deep intail into what you do on on earth. What do you do? What kind of work you do? And how does it relate to the conversation we're going to have today and my podcast? <laughs> yeah, Awesome. I mean, right now I'm primarily coaching, mentoring, um, singles and couples, you know, on one side, my business has largely been just mentorship, um, for high performance leaders and entrepreneurs and helping people really build their business and get lifestyle balance. That's what I've been forward facing with for years now, about seven years coaching. Um, but now I'm really shifting into the relationship work, which has been happening on the back end for a while, but, you know, as we were talking about before you hit record, you know, the world is so confused right now. A lot of folks are triggered by even the idea of masculine and feminine energy or just kind of confused and not really having success in their relationships. So yeah, right now I'm launching a group program. I also have one-on-one -on -one clients and I'm creating a lot of content and taking people through masculine and feminine dynamics or polarity, right? The energetics of owning your core essence and your dominant energy. And men and women are going to need to understand this to be really successful um, whether they're dating and they're out there, you know, trying to date in this crazy 2022, or if they're already in a relationship or marriage and they've kind of lost, lost the plot basically. And they want to get back into, you know, high levels of intimacy, sexuality, and desire. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love to hear it. So what made you move 
well, you're kind of, you said you're in the transition of moving more to relationship coaching now. What has been the main urge for you to move from the kind of coaching that you were doing to what you're moving into now? What was, what happened that made you feel like this is where I need to go? I mean, honestly, there's, there's a part of me that's, you know, a poet and a philosopher. So I just always love this stuff. It's also been a big part of my personal journey. So I always knew that this was going to be something I was going to do. And I thought maybe it'd just be something on the side or seasonal. And it still might be, I'm experimenting right now. Um, but it's really a sign of the times. Like everyone I talk to, a lot of my following that I've built organically online across my platforms is female. So I think at this point, it's almost 70, 30 female, male. And when I do polls or market research, everyone just wants Tantra relationships, intimacy. That's all they have told me. So I'm just kind of accepting the product market fit and giving the people what they want instead of maybe what I want to talk about, which is, you know, I'm very deep in Web3 and crypto as well. And I'm also very deeply interested in, you know, holistic psychology and building resilient leaders for new earth style communities and things like this. But yeah, in terms of a business model and in terms of content, this is really what all signs have pointed towards this. So I've just kind of surrendered to that and committed to actually probably for the rest of the year, at least just going all in on this. Mm -hmm. Giving the people what they want and need. <laughs> You're so right. Like the world really, really, really needs this. I find that honestly, over the last few days, I've really been paying attention to what content of mine is getting the most attention. And I'm I'm someone who, even if something's really popping and everyone loves it, I'll probably not do that. <laughs> but I have noticed that whenever I mention men or I mention masculine, it's like it, the post just explodes. Like everyone's dying for it because we're dying for that deep connection we're dying for a relationship you know people want that as much as we hear people say like be single be independent get on your grind get on your shit all of that at the end of the day we all want the same fucking thing which is love and you know deep intimate connection with one other soul is the greatest thing on earth so I think we're all awakening to the fact that this is what we want and we want to talk about it and let's learn how to get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hundred percent true. I've coached personally like millionaires and mentored really successful people in business. And I've, you know, rubbed shoulders with billionaires and, you know, crazy masterminds and events. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much success you have. It doesn't matter how much influence you have. If you don't have love, you don't have anything. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of these people are miserable because they're divorced or they, you know, They've achieved a lot of material success and lived out their dreams, but they didn't actually, you know, prioritize love. And, and it's an art form. It's a science. You can train in it. You can practice it. And a lot of people just took it for granted, just like our parents did and their generations before them. And, you know, it's, it's time that humanity gets their shit together in terms of masculine, feminine relating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I find that the masculine essence is obviously wanting freedom and you know clear direction on where he he I'm using he the term he but where he's going in life and having everything in order and I find that the men that I have been dating not to bring my personal life into that because I don't want to even do that on this podcast but the men that I have been dating 
some that I've been meeting, men that I know my friends have been meeting are really on this deep, what we call the hero's journey, right? Which is beautiful and necessary. And I think, you know, I myself are on a really long hero's journey as well. Um, But I think it's fascinating to think about the masculine being on that hero's journey and how in today's society, men really get taught that to... I mean, everyone kind of gets taught this to to succeed in business and in life and all these other things, you need to kind of cut out what we call distractions. And I think a lot of men and masculine beings assume that that then means women and love and dating here and there, you know, but I'd love to hear your opinion on that and how someone on a hero's journey, like what we call a hero's journey and your concept and understanding of that anyway, um, how they would balance and hold love at the same time as focusing on getting shit done in the world. <laughs> can there be a balance? Totally. Short answer is absolutely. And not only can there be a balance, there must be if you're going to live a, a total complete life. Um, I'm a huge student of the hero's journey and joseph campbell and actually ran a program based around the hero's journey map last year and so i I love that you brought that up the basic idea in the hero's journey is you know you're on a quest of self-actualization so you're going to leave home leave the unknown face a road of trials head into the abyss of your fears and find an elixir defeat the dragon or demon of your unconscious and then return that to the village and complete the cycle right and we're always on the journey we're going to continue to go on new journeys consistently. Um, For the masculine, though, there is a pathway in life, and this usually takes men through their 20s and sometimes in their 30s, where they're finding out like what the fuck they have to give, right? They want to test themselves. They want to explore their passions. Maybe they're building a business. Maybe they're focused on a career in corporate or more traditional. Maybe they're building a family first. But at some point, you're going to have to come into relationship with the feminine inside themselves and externally with a partner especially if you want to create a family and legacy, which, you know, 99% of people, I feel like they do want that. And even the ones that say they don't want that, a lot of them later will regret that or come to it. So yes, cutting out distractions in terms of, you know, porn addictions, you know, just like drifting and not really knowing what you're doing, you know, casual sex or casual dating, very valuable for the masculine to get centered and actually go all in on mission, which is what the masculine's core drive is going to be all about giving value to the world, structuring their reality. It's extremely important. However, if you stay in that loop for too long, and I had my version of this, you know, traveling the world, going to India to study yoga, you know, going deep in psychedelics, going deep in mysticism and Tantra, you know, you can get stuck in that journey. At some point, you have to take a stand and be like, all right, I've completed enough of the journey to step into the next stage of maturation. And so men usually in their 30s and 40s will want to build legacy. And that involves, you know, a female most of the time, you know, and this again, we're she and he, let's just use that man and woman, masculine and feminine energy applies to same sex couples and non-binary folks too. So let's just get that out of the way. You know, as, as a man, if you're actualizing your mission, it's going to involve a woman. It's going to involve the feminine because that is the symbiotic relationship of nature. You know, no, no society, tribe or nation ever was just men getting shit done or just women getting, you know, the the feminine shit done. It was a union. And so that's part of the hero's journey. And some would say it's the ultimate journey is the journey of union and the journey of that symbiosis. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, beautiful answer. I agree with you. And I think it's it's fascinating how we're all coming to know that now and learn that now. And I think that is because not only a pandemic has shifted the way that we view what is important to us and our values, but I just honestly believe that there is this huge awakening of the masculine happening now. And I mean, the feminine, everyone, the, like consciousness is awakening within everyone and we're learning what we actually really need at the end of the day. So I love that answer. Um, I want to shift into kind of, I, I'm thinking from my, my listeners perspectives and what I get a lot and hear a lot from women and what we would see online as well, what you would see online. You've probably had these conversations a million times, but I know that there would be so many women listening who resonate with the divine feminine and are still in this thought process and trap of there are no good men out there. <laughs> I'm sure that you've had this conversation so many times, oh, yeah. but I would love, love for you to shed your light on this topic on my podcast and bless us with <laughs> your understanding and concept of this. So what would you say to women that think that, that there are no good men out there? Yeah, this is this is probably one of the most common things I've heard ever from female clients and also female people in my audience. And, you know, you got to flip that perspective. First off, if you want to be successful in dating and relating, you need to focus on being a good woman. Mm-hmm. So that that's the first step and the kind of misstep there. And, and rightly so, because the the masculine journey is different than the feminine journey. And a lot of men are early on that journey. You know, we don't need to make them bad or wrong. You know, there are toxic men who are abusive and violent, and that's a very small subset. So if you're in relationship with those types of men, yeah, you need to get out of there and, you know, go into your healing work, your inner work around that. So you're not attracting that. But once you've done that and you've started to awaken, you know, the divine feminine or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's about setting an intention and a desire to be in your feminine fully radiant, open, receptive, cultivating feminine qualities. And that can look like your business. That can look like your friend group. You know, you're definitely going to want to be in a sisterhood. You want to have women around you that are also holding this energy. And then you're not going to be a match for men that can't meet you. And you need to learn to say no. Like maybe casual dating is not going to work for you. Or maybe, you know, the relationships you've been attracting in the past. Yeah, there are no good men in that paradigm. You have to really take a stand and open up to love in the new paradigm because I certainly know because I work with a lot of them and I have many colleagues in the field of you know men's work or whatever you want to call it, relationship work, who are really good men. And a lot of them are single and looking for high quality women. So it's just simply not true. Yes, you may have to go outside your comfort zone, go outside your friend group. You may have to go outside your small community or town that you've been in. But because we have the internet now and because there's so much content and education and information coming out around this, you know, you can find that partner. You can find that aligned relationship. You're just going to have to hold the line for it. And it's an inside job. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I I feel like since I have been single, I broke up with my my last boyfriend, like at the start of the, start of the year, but we were still the the cord was still very strong for a few months there but since we fully parted ways and the the men that I've been attracting since are direct reflections of where I am actually at and I have that full awareness of it like I am attracting men who are 
successful, who are wanting to hold me, who are very masculine, who honor my feminine, and my emotions, who listen to me, like all these beautiful qualities in men. Like they want to take care of me. They want to make sure that I'm good. They're ready to take care of me. They want to take care of me. They want to solve my problems. Like all these things that I was not attracting three years ago at all. But the these men are very much in their own like that hero's journey where they don't want to be open to love right now. And that is a reflection of where I'm at because I don't want that right now. I know that I am meant for sacred union. I know that I can feel my king and my my healthy, masculine, aligned partner who's aligned with me in my heart. I feel him and I'm so excited to meet him. But where I'm at right now, I'm like, I need to really, really put all attention and focus on deeper parts of my subconscious healing that, you know, are just going to come up in a relationship anyways. Like, I need to do this work right now. So I'm like, I'm close to this part of men, quote unquote men or dating. And then the men that I'm meeting are just reflecting that they're literally me. <laughs> I'm just seeing me in other people. So I think when when we say there are no fucking good men out here and all men are fuck boys and all men are this, it's like that is just a reflecting some part of you. <laughs> and it's it's the unfortunate truth. We don't want to hear that. Women don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that, you know, we need to take some responsibility and we need to take accountability. But when you do take accountability, when you do take responsibility and you take it on for yourself and you stop putting that on other people, you feel so much more empowered within yourself anyway. You feel so good about how you're acting and being in this earth, in this world. You feel good about how you engage with other people. You feel good about who you attract. You feel good about the discernment that you make. And I love that you said, you know, I think you said be like, say, be okay with saying no and, that's that's where I'm I'm having this conversation with clients at the moment is just discernment. Like you can you can be in your most feminine, healing, soft, surrendered state and be like really, really vulnerable and attract men and you can still say no. Like you can still say no to that. And I yeah, I love that. I love all of that. <laughs> Bingo. hmm So I want to know what does healthy masculinity mean to you? Yeah, the healthy, mature, masculine essence is, you know, a leader. He's going to lead and take on accountability and responsibility for himself and for, you know, his community or his partner, his family, his legacy. It's a huge piece that a lot of men, I think, struggle with on the opposite side is they don't feel confident. They're not leading themselves. So how could they ever invite a woman into their leadership? Um, healthy masculine is also about provision, right? Providing which is not just financial, that's emotional, it's physical, and it comes into protection as well. Masculine is a protector. This is the warrior. The provider is that hunter. And that's a core piece of masculine energy. He's also going to have to have a high degree of consciousness and presence. So healthy masculine energy can be extremely present. And this isn't just mental, although mental strategy and direction and that penetration of the world is valuable. It's from his heart as well. So his heart and his sex and his mind are going to be connected to a direction. They're going to be connected to consciousness. And that can, you know, go to God or the divine. 
he's following something greater than himself. And this is going to help keep his masculine ego in check. Although his ego will be very strong, it's going to be in submission to something higher, which is his purpose or to God. So this is the huge piece about healthy masculine energy is it's quite strong. It's actually dangerous and it's, it has that edge. So it's not weak. It's not collapsed. It's not trying to people please. It's very strong and it's in the, the right relationship to the world, to the feminine and to his community. Yeah. I, or the more I've learned about obviously shadow work, which is a huge piece of what all of this is, you know, our subconscious, our shadow, the quote unquote darker unconscious parts of us, you know, the more that we actually learn about that, we do become more dangerous. Like you said, like more powerful, the more power we have, the more dangerous we can be. But when we are when we integrate that and we learn more about ourselves and we have that self-actualization and realization of who we need to be in alignment with that purpose that is greater than us, then we use that power for good. We, we use that in an ethical way. We help others with that power. And I think that is really what a, divine healthy masculine feels like to my nervous system is a man who knows how dangerous he is and can be but doesn't use it for that he uses it to bring other people up to provide to support because that's just who he is and that's what actually makes him feel good and at the end of the day every human being just wants to feel good we are all selfish beings (laughs) So I love how you brought in ego as well. I, I'd love to know, you know, a little bit of what you would teach, what you would teach men in your containers on how to balance that ego with whether you want to call it spirit or internal world or whatever. Like how how does one even understand that concept if they've maybe never done any of this work or if a woman is listening and trying to help her partner because I know that that is another huge thing it's like my man won't do the work whatever <laughs> and I feel like doing the work actually means getting him out of his fucking ego and into heart and spirit somewhat so how how do you in simple words how would you help someone understand how to balance that ego and spirit Yeah, I mean, Carl Jung had a lot to say about this. And basically, if you live from ego, your persona, your personality, your identity, you know, you're going to live a very halfway life, an incomplete life, because you're basing all of your energy around the external world, right? And getting something or taking something or, you know, just satisfying base instinctual needs. And the ego is very healthy and normal. Like, we can't kill our ego. The idea that you can kill your ego is complete bullshit. And Mm -hmm impossible you need your ego the ego is what tells me you know i put the food in my mouth not your mouth when we're having dinner like ego is very healthy and a natural function of being a human being however if you are wanting to live a full life and and be in that awakened masculinity the man's going to have to understand how to submit his ego to spirit to his heart to his inner world his inner calling And this is something everyone has to find out for themselves. There's no quick fix here. There's no easy path here. It's going to involve shadow work. What are my blind spots? Where are my traumas? Where are my triggers? Because those are giving you signals 
in the nervous system, in the body. These aren't just thoughts or ideas, abstract. They're in the body, they're in the sensations, they're in the emotions. And they will point you in the direction of what you're not seeing and what you're not looking at. And so this is where some kind of practice has to come in. And often a ritual elder or a rite of passage and also mentorship from other men is going to have to come in because you have to have self-knowledge as a man. I mean, everyone has to have this. The feminine has their own version of this. But for a man, it's extremely important that we are cultivated through challenge and growing in that direction of being led by our heart and not just, you know, our cock or our brain or, you know, selfish ideas. So a lot of men will just need accountability. It comes down to that. This is why men's circles and men's work is so valuable. This is why mentors and elders are so valuable. And it's going to be painful if you're living from the ego at first. But once you tap into synchronicity, once you tap into devotion, prayer, meditation, you know, there's all kinds of pathways to it. You, you'll start to source from a different place. And people feel that. Especially your woman is going to feel that. And it's just going to make you actually more masculine, not less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. So in the age of boss babes <laughs> and women discovering their magical, divine, powerful feminine on the end of that, how do we make space for the men in our lives that are figuring that out? Like everything that you just said. How do we make space for them, not emasculate them, but also not shrink and diminish ourselves? Because I know that women, our bandwidth is greater naturally. We, Our nervous systems can hold a lot more, which I feel like is why women are just constantly like, we need more. We want more. We just, we always want more. So how do we make space for men that are learning all of that? but also not make ourselves feel like we're shrinking to make that room for them, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. This is a huge thing I see with clients all the time, especially if they're in a long-term partnership. And again, as the, as the divine feminine, if you want your man to do the work, you need to do the work. So you need to be walking the talk and having self-care, self-practice self and being in sisterhood. So that has to be there first and it's coming back to responsibility and encourage him and seduce him and magnetize him without being his mom, without being his therapist to grow also. And so a lot of men will need space. You know, the man cave or the gentleman's study is real. Men will need their space, sometimes in solitude, in nature or with other men to work on these things that can be very humbling. And so if you try to go in and save him or coddle him, you know, you're going to create, you know, distrust and you're going to create codependency if you do too much of that. So give him space and you need to deal with what's coming up for you. Like, oh, is he going to abandon me? Is he going to leave me for another woman? Like, what if we outgrow each other? Like, you have to deal with what's coming up for you with your practice. Now, you can invite a man into the work, but don't force him or don't be sending him things like, oh, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. Like, it'd be a lot better if you were like this man, right? Like so many of the people that reach out to me are female for, for coaching or mentorship and they want to bring their masculine partner in. And I'm always like, well, he needs to talk to me also, you know, and you need to present this in a way that is honoring his self direction. So he doesn't want to be mothered. And, and this is a really subtle thing and there's no easy solution here. Ultimately, if the man doesn't want to do the work, he ain't going to do the work. 
So meet him where he's at. And when he does take a step in that direction, don't rush in and be like more, more, more really appreciate him. The masculine wants to be respected and acknowledged. So you have to really acknowledge him and appreciate him. And the feminine's an expert at this because the feminine, if it's open and receptive and magnetic in body and, and heart, you know, he's going to feel that energy and want more of that. And he's going to be inspired, not forced or coerced into doing his work. And then it's just going to create this, this pattern of beautiful upward spiral between the two of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing and smiling because I'm going to say this next bit for the women listening, but everything that you were just saying, I know so many women can relate to that. And that was me. That was me back in a fling kind of thing that I had, you know, I think like a couple years ago where I was with a man who was not as conscious as me like not as awakened to spirit or anything it was very in the 3d which is beautiful like he I was attracted to him because he's masculine um and he had that like deep deep masculine core but he just wasn't connected to spirit at all and I was like trying to force it and trying to get him to see it and sending him all these things and he just was not ready for it. He was not ready for it. And that was when it came back to me making the decision to be discerning for what I actually need, not trying to fix him and bring him into his greatness and make him see his potential that I see, which is, I know what so many women feel, you know, we, we just see as a divine feminine, we really, really see people's potential we see people's greatness behind all the smoke and mirrors behind the ego we see their their heart and their soul so we want to fucking rip that out of them and be like look at how amazing this is you know but if we are with someone who doesn't want to discover that greatness within themselves and isn't on their own mission to discover that then we cannot force them to see what we see no matter what you send them And then I was in another relationship, my last relationship with a man who did want to learn and did want to grow and did want to be better and was such a healthy masculine. And like anything that I would send him, he would want to listen to it. It it never felt like I was forcing him. I never felt like I, I was like, you need to learn this and you need to be more like this man. It was more like we were growing together. We were learning together. I loved sending him things and he loved receiving them. And he would then get back to me on what he felt and learned from it. And it was just beautiful, you know? So when I, when I hear women that are just dying and begging for their man to like do the work, I'm like, babe, you cannot make a masculine being do some shit that he really doesn't feel called to do because he is going to listen to what his purpose is driving him towards. And if he's not on that same growth pattern as you, that same evolution as you, then you are going to make yourself smaller in some ways to be pushing him to get bigger when he's not receiving that you're, you're draining yourself to try and fulfill somebody else and I think that comes back to what you're saying about codependency. It's what we do. It's it's so natural to do this. Um, so anyway, rant over. <laughs> I would love to know, moving into like the, the deep intimacy and creating deep intimacy with another person, which like we said, 
when we started recording or before we were recording, but it's like, this is what everybody wants. We all want deep intimacy. No matter what's going on on the outside, like you said, successful people, successful millionaires, billionaires, you know, we've got everything in our life together, still want deep, deep intimacy. It's the number one thing that our heart yearns for. So what is the most important skill for a person, man, woman, however you identify? What is the most important person most important skill for a person to develop when it comes to creating and attracting deep intimacy with another person yeah I mean it's tough because there's multifaceted ways you can go about this but it will come down to communication that's the I mean I'm also a communicator a bard, you know, linguist, like this is what I feel like is most important. Communication isn't just words. It's your body, you know, the body language, it's eye contact. It's how you carry yourself. It's your energetic. So that is the number one thing that's going to make you successful. And if you're a masculine being, you're going to want to cultivate masculine energy, which means you're going to want to lead and initiate and penetrate. If you're a feminine being, you want to cultivate feminine energy and communication, which means you want to be radiant, receptive, and open. Yin, right? Yin and yang. So learn how to communicate that with everything. Obviously, your language, your honesty, and communication and clarity is going to be huge. It's also in your body, right? How you care for your body, how you carry yourself, your physical body language. It's how you carry spirit and that connection beyond the ego to your heart to the unknown, that's the only way you're going to get intimacy is by cultivating your dominant pole, masculine or feminine. And then you will attract someone who can meet you there and be your mirror. And intimacy is about dissolving boundaries between you and another person. But you can't do that until you know yourself. How can you know someone else or love them? You know, it's one thing to have sex with someone, but it's a completely different thing to be fully open and honest and vulnerable with another person. And that's going to come from mastering masculine and feminine communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great answer. <laughs> I think everything is an energetic game. No matter how we look at it, we need to work on our energy. I think that at the end of the day, what the answer is that everybody is searching for is like look within yourself <laughs> and the answers will appear. And if you're struggling to understand or love or accept a part of you then that is just going to show in your relationships um so do you believe that love comes to us when we're ready then when we are truly ready to receive it or give it is that the only time that we can find love yes and no i mean the deep like ravishing ecstatic love of like, you know, your life partner, like the person you want to be the mother of your children or the father of your children. I mean, that's going to come to you when you are ready and you've moved away all the limitations to that because that's who you actually are underneath everything. You are love. You know, it it sounds cliche and woo woo, but it's true. Like Mm -hmm. that is the evolutionary impulse that's going to draw you to someone. So it will come to you when you're ready, but you can have all kinds of love, right? You can have a lover, you know, you can have a fling, you can have these casual relationships but a lot of them are just to teach you a lesson. It's not mm-hmm. going to be the be all end all love. So you'll just attract exactly where you're at, as you were sharing earlier. 
You're going to attract a mirror that's perfectly going to bring up the shit from your parents and your trauma and your past, et cetera, that you can work on because that's your material. That's the front line of where you're at in relating. So once you understand that and you do it consciously, you're going to, you know, you'll attract love very quickly. Um, a lot of people, I had an interview earlier with a, a woman who teaches sacred sexuality uh -huh. and her and, you know, a lot of people I've met are becoming celibate or intentionally single or abstinent. So they're not dating, they're not having sex, they're not having casual hookups or anything like that. They're just holding and cultivating their energy because they want the next relationship they're going to be in to be a potential for a long-term relationship. So there are ways to break the pattern and kind of break yourself off from those codependent Disney, Hollywood bullshit programs, ways of dating and relating. And that's a, you know, it's a very brave journey. And so in the same way, you're going to bring in love when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I checked on your page before we got on and I saw that you did that interview with Myra. Is that how I say her name? I think, Myra, yeah. I, yeah, I've had her on YouTube for like a really long time. Um, so I thought that was fascinating that you had her on, but I was going to bring that up, up today as well if we had time about celibacy because um, that's that's definitely a stage that I'm at in my life since my recent breakup. Like after after that, I made the decision. Like I, I, I saw like one fling like one more time since my ex and every part of my body was like, Alicia, what are you doing? No, like it's a, it's a no. <laughs> I need what I had with my, my ex in, you know, whatever form it comes in the future. I need deep intimacy. I need to stop denying or pretending that I can just have something really surface level and casual. Like I think at the end of the day, I need deep connection with somebody. Um, and it, I'm not even, doesn't even have to be about sex, but I think when we are making that decision to be celibate, we, we give ourselves the, such so many options of saying yes and no, because we're, we're just disclosing our energy for us. And we're then deciding where we want to spend it. You know, energy is all that we have and we're going to, we need to learn how to spend it really wisely so when you make that conscious decision to be celibate you can meet new people and you know be attracted to somebody and actually let your physical body and your spirit merge and discern whether this is a potential candidate versus I think when we have sex really soon and we're on the lookout for sex and we're talking to people who want to have sex with us and you know, we haven't had that conversation of like, I don't, I'm not interested in that part of relating right now. Things happen very, very quickly. And our, it's not just our ego that gets like teased and pulled in, but it's just our spirit and our energy begins to merge with someone else on such a deep level that then we are not fully thinking for ourselves. And I know that that might sound like manipulative or crazy to some people but it is true you know especially being women our hormones tell a very different story to you know what our mind might be saying you know if we are having deep intimate connection with someone on that level if we are having passionate sex with somebody you know our heart is opening our feminine is opening we are surrendering to this experience and this person so like we are merging energies with them. Um, and I, I just, I know for me and I know for so many of my listeners, like they are wanting to make this decision and it feels, it feels like scary to do, but when you do it, you are 
taking all of your power back from where it just shouldn't be. And then you can make that decision on, you know, the options that you do have. I'm not saying like, there's so many men that are your options. It's more like, what do I want? What kind of connections do I want? Do I want to be having deep conversation with people? Or do I want to be more intimate with others? Like I've made a decision that I want to actually be more intimate with everyone in my life. And I'm only going to allow safe people to do that with. Like I want to be touched by my friends. I want to cuddle with my friends. I want to be close to them, um, but they need to be safe. They need to show and feel safe to my nervous system first. So that was another tangent there, but I don't know if you have told this story, if I saw that you talked about this, but if you were celibate, you made that decision before you met your partner or what does celibacy look like? What has that looked like for you? Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say I've, no, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't the case meeting my current partner. Um, I, I have been celibate in the past, but not, not, it was before I kind of realized it was an intentional thing. It was like kind of an unconscious decision. I was like, all right, no dating, no lovers, no partners. And I had parts of my journey that were really powerful. Um, personally, for me, my journey has more been defined by multiple long-term relationships that were just mm-hmm. complete dojos and training grounds for, you know, working through a lot of my stuff. And is what got me into this work was deeply practicing and going into Tantra and going into the polarity work to understand my own shit and solve my problem. Um, I'm seeing this more now with people in the conscious community, you know, the coach, consultant, healer types, teachers who are, you know, they're tired of, you know, they're, they're ready to practice what they preach. So celibacy becomes a very powerful path for that. I think for the feminine, it's very important to clear the imprints from all the men that have, you know, entered you because the the woman's body literally hormonally and physically will store a man that she has had sex with. And so there's an energetic part of that. that's very deep for the the feminine, for the masculine. It's usually because the masculine naturally can kind of move through that attachment quicker just by the physiology and, and the, you know, the male, you know, penetrates. So he is going to be really well served by practicing semen retention at some point and starting to detach from, you know, ejaculation just as like a, a release or, you know, a, a distraction or addiction and moving away from porn or casual sex to enter that celibate space so he can hold his energy and transmute that usually into purpose or mission to meet a, a compatible woman. So yeah, I, I, I didn't actually practice that. Um, I was, I was more, um, learning through, you know, loverships and s- like less intense containers with really strong discernment, but yeah. Yeah, I know I can relate to what you said. I'm, I've been the same my whole life. My, my learning has come from deep relationship. It's just the way that I've, I don't know, the way I'm set up, the way my nervous system has been set up, you know, I don't know if it's because of my deep mother and father wounds or whatever and why I've attracted this but that is how I have um that's how I got into this work too you know failing in relationship and struggling in relationship and like becoming codependent in relationship losing myself in relationship um and that 
my my main archetype is the lover archetype that's who I am like at, at my core I am a lover girl at my core I want to love and be loved and I love relationship I love deep relating so I'm the same as you I really like as soon as I would you know be celibate and say I'm not dating anymore I would attract someone straight away that felt like a full fucking yes and I, like I'd I'd just go into it I'd be like okay like we're doing this again all right um so then now I think I'm I'm at this place where I'm like I'm really changing the trajectory like I'm changing the pattern I I'm making a conscious decision to change the pattern and whatever happens from that is I don't fucking know um but yeah I think it's powerful either way like if you just if you use your energy with discernment and if you want to have sex and do it very mindfully and be in a relationship and do it mindfully that's awesome um we don't sex shame on this podcast okay i i <laughs> i love sex i love men i love dating i love love and i think we can be more bring more consciousness to all of these things and enjoy them and fucking enjoy life because we're meant to enjoy life like if you have to be celibate and sit in your room and you feel forced to do all these things and not talk to other people and it's like you're fucking hating every single second of it i mean that kind of sucks. I mean, especially for the feminine, because we want pleasure. Like we're upset. We, we need pleasure to sink our teeth into, but I think at given, given times of your life, it's really good to, you know, use that discipline and, you know, put that energy into other things in your life. But either way, again, no shaming on this podcast. (laughs) If you want to fuck, go fuck everyone. Okay. (laughs) On that note, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like that that whole like nearly an hour flew by. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This has been amazing. It's awesome. Where can everyone find you online? What is your Instagram? Whatever else you're on. Yeah, my Instagram is at Kevin J Oros, O-R-O-S-Z. And you know, that's across platforms, YouTube, Facebook, um, all the places. And that's also my website, kevinorris.com. Right now I'm, you know, launching this primal polarity relationship coaching group, which is an eight week container for singles and couples, men and women to practice the art of polarity. So a lot of accountability, a lot of practice and theory around how to cultivate your masculine and feminine pole. And this is especially good for people who feel like, yeah, they've been stuck dating. And a lot of what we've been talking about, maybe in the reverse polarity, a woman who's really successful in her masculine, but is attracting a man and his feminine and vice versa to really get that, that energetic back in alignment. So you can meet your needs for, you know, ravishing love, deep intimacy and sexual health. Mm, beautiful. Awesome. Well, everyone go and follow Kevin on all of the platforms. He puts out amazing content, necessary content for the world and yeah i'm so grateful to have had you on the podcast thank you so much thanks for having me